Good morning, and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me this morning. I hope you're having a good day. Hope your weekend is going well. I know all the students and teachers are excited about school starting this week in Dothan. <laughs> yeah, right. I was never ready for school to start up, but was always excited to see my friends. So you have that going for you, students. Seem like it's been a fast summer. Uh, maybe it's just me, but seem like you guys and gals just got out of school and you're heading back. Summer never did last long enough when I was in school. <laughs> Some of you are already back in school. Some teachers are already back teaching a different school system starting at different times. I know you have the challenges out there with COVID and all that still going on. I'm just praying for you, and we're going to pray for you this morning that this school year will be a whole lot better than last year and that you'll all have a very successful year. It has been a blessing at Love and Action. We were overran with hand sanitizer. Our cup runneth over, if you will. And I was wondering, actually, I was complaining, I have to admit, what are we going to do with all this hand sanitizer? I mean, we had pallets of hand sanitizer, and I found myself complaining about it. Then Pamela at Love and Action, she said, well, let me check with my kids' schools and see if they want any. And that was in Rehoboth, Rehoboth Elementary, Rehoboth Middle School. And they were excited to get it. So we started talking with Dothan City Schools and we have helped many Dothan City Schools. And we've also helped Headland Middle School with hand sanitizer and other ministries. And so I had to go to God and say, forgive me, forgive me for complaining I felt like the children of Israel when they were wandering around for 40 years complaining about everything. I should learn by now that God always has a plan, and we often can't see it. And he had a plan for all that hand sanitizer, and it's been such a joy to be able to bless the schools. And what that's doing is it's not only blessing the schools, but it's blessing the children and their families. Because so many families just don't have the budget to spend just a little extra. Some may think, well, hand sanitizer isn't that much. Well, if you're already struggling just to put food on the table, then extra money for something like hand sanitizer does make a difference. So God loaded us up for a reason, and I praise him for it. And don't ever think that we can't be like the children of Israel. It's so easy to, to look at them in the Bible and say, man, what, what was wrong with them people? Yeah, we end up doing the same thing. And uh, I praise God that he is merciful. He is patient with me. And I praise him for his wonderful plans. Well, this morning, we are going to talk about what God is doing through Love and Action internationally. Two weeks ago, we talked about local ministry. And I gave you an update on what all God is doing this year through Love and Action. And if you ever want to go back and listen to an edition of Sunday Morning with Love and Action, you can find that on our podcasts, which can be found on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. You can find the Love and Action podcast there and listen to past episodes of Sunday Morning with Love and Action. Before we get into the international side of this ministry, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, you are so merciful. You are so awesome. You are so wonderful. I thank you for your love, God. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you, Father, that when we find ourselves complaining like I was doing, Lord, when we just stop and we see that you've got a plan, and we should have known that you had a plan. I should have known you had had a plan. But Lord, we can ask you to forgive us and to help us next time to just wait and know that you are God and that you've got a plan. Father, I just want to lift up everyone to you this morning, especially the children, the youth, the teachers, the administrative staff, 
everybody who's involved in all the school systems out there, public and private, and as well as homeschool. Fathers, want to pray that this year will be a much better year than 2020, that the students will be able to learn and be educated. Because, Father God, we know that education can break poverty. As we're educated, we can get better jobs. And, Lord, these children, they're, they're children right now, but eventually they'll grow up to be adults. And I pray, God, they can read, they can write, and they'll be able to advance into the careers that you've called them to do, Father God, and have the ability to do that through a good education. And Father, please be with the teachers and all the challenges that they face year in and year out. I know my mom was a teacher for like 39 years. I remember all the challenges she faced. So Lord, these teachers, God, they work a lot more than when they're at school. So Lord, bless them. Give them strength, Father God, and watch over them, Lord, and help all those making decisions. God, give them wisdom, I pray. And let them follow after you, Father God, and seek you for wisdom. Lord, I pray for the, the leaders of this country, the leaders of the state, the leaders of the counties in the Wiregrass, the leaders of the city of Dothan. Lord, that each one will look to you, Father God, and let you be the filter for their decisions. That you will give them wisdom, Father, to lead this country, this state, this city, these counties in the way that you want them to, Father God. And Lord, may we as citizens be supportive and be praying for our leaders, Lord. It doesn't matter if we agree with them or not. You call us to pray for them. So Lord, just lift them up and Lord, guide them and direct them. And I do pray that the ones who don't know you will come to know you as their Lord and Savior, Jesus. And Father, I pray that for everyone listening. If anybody out there is listening, they just don't know you, Jesus, as Savior and Lord. I pray today is their day because you love them already. And you are Lord of all anyway. But Lord, you want to save them. You want to forgive them. You want to give them life here on earth and life eternal. So Father, we give you this time. ask you to bless this time. Father, I ask you to bless our brothers and sisters around this world. And we're going to talk about some of them today. Lord, they're on the front lines. And many are in areas where your word is not welcomed. And in many areas where people have never heard of you, Jesus. So Lord, it's vital that we help them to tell the people about you, Jesus, so they can have a chance to call upon the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, and be saved. Father, we praise you. We love you. And we thank you for what you're doing here and all around the world. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. A lot of people know about our ministry here in Dothan and throughout the Wiregrass as we reach out to the homeless and those living in poverty. And it's such a joy to do that, such an honor to do that. It's hard. It's a tough ministry, don't get me wrong. And are there times of frustration? Well, yes. But there's so many times of joy and excitement as we see people come to the Lord and as we see God meet needs through food and through healing people and through just every way moving in people's lives. But there's an, also another part of love and action, and that's why we're called international, because we are in international ministries by the grace of God. When Mike Schroeds and I were praying about a name for this ministry over 21 years ago, International kept coming to mind. And we didn't know why, because we had no clue how we would go international or how we would do anything outside of the wiregrass. <laughs> but God is faithful. And as we determined we would put international into the name, God opened doors. As a matter of fact, Mike was the first one to go to another country representing Jesus Christ in love and action. And that was to teach a, or to help teach a leadership conference in India. 
And that was, gosh, I can't remember when that was. I think it was like 2008, maybe a little bit earlier than that. Uh, it's hard for me to remember yesterday, much less that far ago. But he, he went and he taught at a leadership conference in India, and it was a, a, it was a wonderful opportunity. Then a few years went by, and God opened up an opportunity for Martha and, and I to go to Ecuador, actually. And we went to Ecuador to an orphanage there called Casa de Fe, which is the House of Faith. And that was mine and Martha's first international trip, and it was an awesome time with the orphans there who most of them came from the rainforest. But then in, twin, that was 2011, in 2012, God started opening up Asia for us, especially Southeast Asia. And we never saw that coming either. But God opened up doors in Asia, and now we are in China, India, Myanmar, Pakistan, Philippines, and Nepal. And then also in the Caribbean, in Haiti. I'm going to talk about each one of these countries and what God's doing, and I don't have time to go into each and every country in extreme depth, but I'm going to try to share with you everything that I can so you'll have a good understanding of what we do and what God does through us, and it's an awesome blessing. Some people may wonder, why are you going overseas or why are you helping overseas? Well, the main answer to that question is because Jesus tells us to. Jesus doesn't tell us to stay at home. He tells us in his great commission, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Let me read that for you. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I love that promise he gives us. I'm with you always. But you see, he tells us to go into all nations. Now, if you've been listening to Sunday Morning of Love and Action, you know I've taught many, many, many times on the Great Commission, and I will always teach on it until the day the Lord takes me home. But that word nations is ethne in the Greek, which it was written. Ethne, meaning ethnic groups. Many times we call it people groups. And there's people groups all over the world in every country. And not all of them have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. We'll talk more about that here in a few minutes. So Jesus tells us to go. He doesn't tell us to stay. That's important to stay at home because when we read Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So Jesus is saying, take care of home, take care of the region that you're in, but go to all the world, everywhere, and proclaim his gospel, the saving gospel of Jesus Christ, so people can know about Jesus. They know who the Son of God is, who the Messiah is, to spread his gospel and to make disciples, so they can go and spread the gospel and make disciples. I mentioned just a few minutes ago that there are people who have never heard the gospel. And many of those live in what is called the 1040 window. And let me explain that. The majority of the unreached people groups, and that means when you hear that phrase, unreached people groups, it means those who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. They live in this 1040 window. And this is a, if you look at a map, a rectangular area of North Africa, the Middle East, in Asia, approximately between 10 degrees north and 40 degrees north latitude. 
And this 1040 window is often called the resistant belt because it includes the majority of the world's Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists. And of the nearly 5 billion, that's what the B, billion people residing in the 1040 window, 62% of them are unreached with the gospel. 62% of nearly 5 billion people have never heard the gospel. And why is it important to get it to them? Because they need to know about Jesus. People are dying and they're going to hell every day and we should be concerned about that. That should touch our hearts to say, look, we got to get the gospel to people. Yes, locally, because there are people locally who haven't heard the gospel and we do that every day. But we've got to get the word to people in this part of the world and in other parts. There's people all over the world who haven't heard the gospel, but this 1040 window has so many of the unreached people groups in it. And Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. I'm looking forward to when Jesus comes back if he doesn't take me home first. When we proclaim the gospel to the ends of the earth, to every people group, then the end will come. There's a wonderful website, Joshua Project. That's joshuaproject.org. And they do their best to keep up with the unreached people groups of the world. And it's a wonderful site to go to. There's also an app that gives you an unreached people group each and every day to pray for. And so I encourage you to do that. Here at Love and Action, we are actively proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in the 1040 window. How are we doing that? Because God has brought us together with indigenous pastors who live in each of these countries I mentioned earlier. And we're able to support them, come alongside them, and help them to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. We do that through supporting them financially because these pastors, they have no support whatsoever. And the people who attend their small churches, well, they don't have anything either because these are third world countries. We've been to these countries and people bring vegetables, fruit, chickens for offering because that's what they have. They don't have money. So we're able to come alongside and support these pastors. We've started many, many, many house churches and been blessed to build some churches. We're able to purchase some motorcycles, for example, for pastors like in India and Pakistan, Nepal, so they can take the gospel to the people. Because these very rural areas and mountainous areas, you think about Nepal, that's the Himalayas. Imagine walking those mountains to get to small villages to share the gospel. Well, that's what these pastors do. And when we can purchase a motorcycle and they can get to these villages much quicker and share the gospel and bring people to the Lord, then that's an awesome thing to do. Let's talk about some of these countries here. Let's talk about China. China is a country that's where Christians are oppressed by its government. And I'm sure you've heard many stories. And we've been to China on mission trip. And there's a young man who's a pastor of an underground church who has other house churches that he leads as well, who just does an amazing job, who has to endure being interrogated by religious affairs police. It doesn't deter him. He keeps going. When you think of China, that's 1.4 billion people. And 44% are atheists. And more than 32% practice ethnic religions, which means they worship all kinds of different things, but not the one true God. There are more than 147 million people who are unreached with the gospel of Jesus Christ in China. Very large and yet a very beautiful country. The people there are wonderful. They're beautiful people. 
it's always the government that seems to mess up countries. <laughs> we love going to China. We love the people there. They're awesome people. They're so hospitable. I mean, you're talking about hospitality. They take it up to the next level. And again, we're talking about people who don't, don't have anything. It's just amazing. So we work with the indigenous believers there in the underground church to reach those who don't know Jesus. And so it's a it's an awesome country to be in. And we've been blessed to go and blessed to help lead some people to the Lord and disciple people to bring discipleship material. Yet you, you gotta be very careful doing all this. But we've been able to do that and it's just been a huge blessing to see the gospel growing because it is growing tremendously in China. In India. Now there's a country that's almost as large as China. Some people are predicting they're going to surpass China in population one day. They're getting close to 1.4 billion people. I think I said China was 1.4. They're actually 1.6. So India is just a little bit smaller. But you look at that, nearly 1.4 billion people and more than 95% are unreached with the gospel. 95% of 1.4 billion people have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know here in the U.S. it's hard to imagine people not hearing the gospel because there's so many ways here that you can hear the gospel. There's churches all over the place. There's Christian radio like we're on this morning. There's Christian TV. There's Christian bookstores. There's Christian movies. It's all kind of things. Apps, you name it. But in countries like India, there's no such thing. And in many of these countries, it's not permissible either. The largest religion in India is Hinduism. And 81% of the population are Hindu. They have millions of gods that they worship. We were in India one time and we came across this stone. There was a stone just sitting there, and it had a piece of cloth over it. And it was a God that some people worship and pray to. And that's, that's so sad. There's nothing that rock, that stone can do for these people. So we were over there to obviously proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. But our main mission on that trip was to disciple and teach discipleship in a discipleship and, and church planning method to the indigenous pastors. And let me tell you, they have taken off with that. There are churches being, house churches being planted all over the rural parts of India where we were at. And again, it was mountainous areas. And these pastors were so thankful for that teaching, for that discipleship. It's been a challenge, obviously, this past year with COVID. And I'm sure you've read all about India, this Delta virus variant that we're dealing with of the COVID hit came from India. So they had it first and it really devastated that country. Yet these pastors continue and they continue going, telling people about Jesus, showing the Jesus film and making disciples, planting house churches. So it's just awesome to see what God is doing in a country that has people who 95% of people have never heard of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The country of Myanmar used to be Burma. They have, of course, been through, are still going through COVID and the surge over there, but they had a coup, a military coup. Now the military runs the country and they had 50 years of that not long ago and had come out of it for about 10 years. Then the military took over again. It's a country where about 84%, 85% of the people have never heard of Jesus. And that country has 40 million people in it. And what we do over there, we have indigenous pastors that we work with. There's a college that they lead called Grace Theological College. Now, forget about what you think college buildings look like. It's nothing like the United States. These are it's a very, very humble place. But the teaching that goes on there is phenomenal. These students are being taught 
to go into their country and reach the loss. And the curriculum is amazing. It's a four-year college, and we've been able to, to sponsor them since 2014. It's been a wonderful thing. And there's a pastor in a rural area there who came from Grace Theological College, and we're able to support him because of somebody giving. All this is done because people give. People say, I want to be a part of what's going on overseas, and they understand that we need to do that. And so we reach that country through making disciples there at Grace Theological College, but we also have an orphanage. It's called the Agape House, and there's 13 kids there now, children, and they are receiving an education. They're not able to go to school right now because of the COVID, but our lead pastor over there, him and his wife, and another lady teaching them. They're also teaching about Jesus, and they sing praises to Jesus, and a lot of times they'll videotape it and send it to us, and these kids are learning about Jesus, and we praise God for that. So we're able to reach a younger generation and to reach orphans, which God tells us to do that as well. So the Gopi House is, is a precious part of this ministry, and we love those children dearly. Pakistan. This is the least reached country in the 1040 window. With a Christian population of just under 2.5%, there's 180 million and more who have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pakistan, most know that it's a Muslim country and a lot of extremists over there as well. And it's very, very tough on a Christian. Christians are persecuted in many different ways, persecuted from getting jobs, being able to support families. Christians are killed. Christian girls are taken and forced marriage to Muslims. There's just a lot of horrible things that take place. Yet we have indigenous pastors there who are putting their lives on the line to proclaim the gospel. And we're seeing people coming to the Lord. Each and every week, I see photos of people being baptized. Our lead pastor, Brother Suhail, uh, he's here with us in Dothan right now. It's amazing what they're doing for the kingdom of God over there in that country that is so anti-Jesus. But Jesus is moving, and Jesus is saving. Another big challenge over there is they have more than 72 different languages in that one country. So it's hard to communicate. So you really need people of God who can speak each of those languages to reach the people. And thankfully, our pastors, many of them can speak multiple languages. And so they're able to reach multiple people. And it's just a hard country to share the gospel, but they are doing it. And so we're able to support some pastors there. We're able to purchase some Bibles in all these countries. We've been able to purchase some motorcycles to help them get to different areas. That's It's hard walking. You know, we think it's hot here in South Alabama. <laughs> it's hot right now in Pakistan. Very hot. And when you're talking 130 degrees, that's regular temperature, not the heat index. That's tough. But when they're on motorcycles, they can get to where they're going quicker. We just need to continue to support them, continue to help them to reach those who are lost because they are listening and they are coming to the Lord. The country of Nepal, up in the Himalayas, we're able to do a lot. We've bought Bibles, we've bought motorcycle. We've been able to do a lot of food relief because in Nepal, they're not only battling COVID, they're battling floods and just poverty. So people have nothing. People are literally starving to death in addition to dying because of, of the COVID virus. So we've been able to get food to many people and through that, share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And over 3,000 people have come to the Lord since last year through the food relief efforts in Nepal. 
And in all these countries, a little money goes a long ways because the U.S. dollar is worth a whole lot more than their country's rupees and pesos like in the Philippines. So we can, we can do a lot with a little. And in Nepal, great work's being done. It's hard. It's very hard. And this last wave of COVID has really hit a lot of our indigenous pastors over there as well and their families. So we got to continue to, to lift up all of our brothers and sisters. And over in the Philippines, in the southern Philippines, on the island of Mindanao, where there's a lot of Muslim influence there, there's even a, a little, it's small, but a little pack of communist rebels who continue to fight the government who don't know Jesus. Our pastors over there, we've been ministering with them since 2012, and the work they do is just phenomenal. Martha and I love to go to the Philippines. We love to go to all these countries because the hunger that people have for the Word of God. It's like you're living in the, the book of Acts. You see people getting saved daily and baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit and just miracles being done, souls being saved, people being discipled. And our brothers and sisters in the Philippines do an awesome job of proclaiming the gospel and then immediately baptize and start teaching discipleship. Just totally amazing what they do over there. We also reach people through schools. And the way we do that is their churches over there will have a school at the church. So we're able to provide scholarships to students to come to that those schools because you, you have to pay for education there in the Philippines. Whether you're going to a government school or whether you have a private school, you still have to pay the government. And so these children don't have, their families have no money to pay for schooling. So we're able to provide scholarships for them to go to school. And then what happens there is we're able to reach those families because part of the deal is we give you the scholarship, but we're going to have Bible study at your house too. And so, so many families have been reached through that and and through the, the ministry of education. We call it hope and education. And we've built a school in Pakistan as well. And so there's just so many different ways, and I'm trying to squeeze it all in here in 30 minutes, and it's hard to do it. We'll have to talk more about this on another Sunday morning of Love and Action. But I want you to get a, an understanding, at least have a foundation of what we do. And you can go to our website at loveinactionministries.com and see what we do in all these countries. And it's amazing what God is doing in these countries. And I haven't even talked about Haiti yet, but Haiti, real quick, Haiti, we work with Give Us Hope Mission. Brother Pierre and Sister Lori live in Dothan, but Pierre is Haitian. I mean, he's an American now, but he is Haitian. And they do an incredible ministry reaching the lost, especially up in the mountainous areas of Haiti and, and helping with education, helping with food, getting Bibles into people's hands. There's 1,200 people right now who are asking for Bibles. And we got to help them get those Bibles, get the Word of God in their hands. And so we do a lot of work with Give Us Hope Mission. We've been to Haiti. It's just an, an incredible place to go for mission work. I believe everybody needs to go, if at all possible, on a mission trip to another country, wherever it's at. Uh, Haiti's close by. I know right now with the COVID and now they've had a lot of uh, political turmoil, which is not anything unusual for, for Haiti or many of these countries. But don't let anything stop you. When you're able to travel again, pray and ask God to let you go. And don't say, well, I don't have money to go. Well, Martha and I's first trip, we prayed about it because we needed finances to go. And the check showed up. We had no idea it was coming. God's going to provide. 
If he wants you to go somewhere, he'll provide. Just trust him because he'll do it. But I want to encourage you to go to our website, loveinactionministries.com. Check out what we do locally if you're not familiar. But then check out what we do overseas with our brothers and sisters, our indigenous pastors in these other countries. It's just exciting. And if the Lord touches your heart, I encourage you to give financially because we need finances. We need much more finances to do much more overseas because there is a lot of work to be done. And we can do it together as the body of Christ. And if the Lord touches you to, to help, our addresses, Love and Action, P.O. Box 85, Dothan, Alabama, 36302. P.O. Box 85, Dothan, Alabama, 36302. Zero two, and all financial donations are tax deductible. We are five hundred one c three, and on our website you can find a donation page where you can give via PayPal. Uh, we also have Venmo, so you can give through Venmo, the Venmo app, or online with Venmo, and all that information is on the website. Well, we are definitely out of time now, so <laughs> we're going to end it right here. But thank you so much for joining me this morning. And remember, the Great Commission is not the Great Suggestion. Jesus commands us to go and make disciples of all nations, all people groups. May God bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.